0: Good morning and welcome to the very first Inside Parliament, a weekly morning tea catch up about politics and the events of the week. We'll call it a podcast, we'll call it whatever you want, we are going to chew the fat on politics and boy, what a week to start. Katie Bradford, Andrea Vance, how are we this morning, good form? Surviving yeah, I think week? we're
1: surviving, yeah. We're on adrenaline. <laughs> it is one <laughs> it's of those weeks. going to be like this for the next seven and a half All weeks. Right, well
0: let's go back to where it started uh, on Sunday and um, as the person doing that interview, I have to say I was gobsmacked. Have you considered whether you should step aside in the interest of the party?
2: Yeah, again, look, I'd be lying to you if I said that I hadn't thought about that, that, uh, and I've in fact, i spoken to senior colleagues about that.
0: Right, so who says that in an interview? I mean, that, this is, I, the thing that I want to, I want to know what you guys think about this. This is the thing, they, that was a strategy. They, he, well, he, they talked through the possibility that he might say that.
1: Labor knew that weekend they were in trouble they were talking about what they were going to do, they knew they were coming to you to talk to, you. they knew you wanted answers about that poll and what they were going to do from uh, about it. So that was their plan, that was their strategy there. And Andrew Little clearly thought, if no one else did, Andrew Little thought he could get through
0: it. And that 23, the other poll, they'd had the other results. So the so our poll, the one you've come over on in the poll mm. confirmed their worst fears really, didn't it?
3: Mm-hmm. And he's staring down his caucus, knowing that they're all talking about him behind his back. And he really needed to deflect that attention, as Katie says, provide some answers. But who goes on television and a political leader and says that they thought about quitting? I mean, it's, it's career suicide. It's mad.
1: And it's not just saying that he thought about quitting, but also saying that he couldn't lead a government on 23 or 24 yeah. percent. Why would anyone have faith in him? I Why think, would anyone vote? I've
0: thought about this a lot, you know, over the week, how it unfolded. It felt like to me, you know, someone had the burden had got too much for him. The burden had got too much. He did not want to go out, face another round of people telling him he was doing a rubbish job and that the polls were rubbish and that he was dooming the party to failure. I just don't think the burden had got to him, had it?
3: And I think maybe he thought it was a bold move. You know, there's been a lot of talk mm. overseas about people want politicians that speak the truth, that are more honest. They're sick of the tired old spin and the lying. And so he thought, well, and he is a straight-talking, honest guy. I mean, that ha- hasn't really changed about him. He thought, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be up front with the public and just say it, and, but, you know.
0: But the problem was... Um, That's true, and and initially I thought maybe that might work. Mm. I thought, well, he was was, being honest. The interview itself, he was very, um, he was good. He was on form, you know, but of course in politics, it just opened the door, didn't it? All of a sudden, where there'd been this discipline where MPs wouldn't be talking about leadership, they'd always say there's no leadership issue with Andrew Little. They're suddenly talking, weren't they?
1: And I think it's something that Andrew Little hasn't had enough credit for, for the discipline he's managed to get out of that caucus, for the way he's managed to unify them, even on the outside to people, that no Labour leader's been able to do since Helen Clark. He's actually managed to keep a lid on that and he then went and opened it up. He himself. Gave him the green light, He was didn't the he? one who let it. When do
0: you think it was when do you think he met? when do you think it became clear? at what point was it the Monday sort of afternoon, evening that it started to turned bad for him was that when it happened he was still looked felt like he was hanging on although he was shell-shocked mm.
1: it was very clear by Monday afternoon that MPs were talking about mm. it and thinking about it no one wanted to roll him though they didn't mm. want it to be a situation where he was forced out no. kicking and screaming there could
0: be no blood could there it had no. to be a bloodless coup, cool if we could call it that didn't it it mm-hmm. had to be clean
3: yeah and everyone all the MPs had a very senior MPs had a very late night on Monday night talking into the night about what was going to happen so by the time he'd called off the media interviews on Monday morning, I mean, that's it, alarm bells ringing. That was a ringing. huge alarm bell, um, yeah. Yeah, um, and th- at that point we all knew, okay, it's on, he's gonna go. But I think there was a, it was a long night of everyone talking about what next and can we do this, is Jacinda the right choice? And I guess they just waited up The first
1: photo shoot for the new look Labour team. Oh, sorry, one more. And with that, Jacinda Ardern, who turned 37 just last week, becomes the youngest ever Labour leader,
4: promising to be different from her predecessors. You'll see my personal stamp of the campaign. Uh, Relentless positivity will be amongst it. (laughs)
1: Winning records is one of her hobbies, she won't have much time for that though, her focus now on issues like inequality, justice and youth. I'm youth adjacent,
4: not quite young myself but youth adjacent.
1: And this 1997
4: TV appearance as a schoolgirl, a sign of things to come. Look to form clear zones, that means that it was inhibiting the growth of the fungus so it looks to be successful. She won the Mount
1: Albert by election last year but only after twice losing to Nationals Nikki Kay in Auckland Central. Now hoping to replicate the career of another well-known former MP for Mount Albert, Helen Clark.
4: I haven't personally spoken to Helen.
1: In Mount Albert today, voters were quick to react.
2: She's got the ability to take the party forward.
1: She's
0: probably a more inspirational leader than Andrew Little. Or she's just taking over a mess, that's all.
1: And her right-hand man is former teacher and now Tetai Taitokoro MP Calvin Davis.
2: I got a, a text when I woke up at 4.30 this morning saying I need to be on a plane in Kitty Kitty in about two hours. So she was the quickest shower of my life and
4: <laughs> I got to Kitty on time. Legally. Legally. And within the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: he must retain the seat he snatched from Mana's Honei Harawera if he is to stay in Parliament. He's a relative newcomer to politics but has made a name for himself with his work in the corrections portfolio.
2: Good to see a in there.
1: The amount of mahi that he's done for the locals around here and all for Tai Tokido is just
3: overwhelming. I think he'll do a great job.
1: Jacinda Ardern says there will be some policy changes within Labour over the next few weeks, but she wouldn't say which. She has made it clear, though, voters can expect to see a slightly different Labour over the next seven and a half weeks.
4: It is a generational difference.
1: One thing is clear, today will certainly shake up and invigorate the election campaign.
0: You have to think that the Jacinda ticket with Kelvin Davis, you, you would imagine that the team around her and her supporters would have probably already been doing some groundwork in advance, we're only eight weeks away from poll, they would have been, they would have thought well, if we lose, we need to be ready to move. Mm. They would have been doing that work, right? So what, do they just move it all forward?
1: Yeah, and they wanted to know what her strategy was gonna be, and that is clearly that relentless positivity. (laughs) It's very clear that she's out there to say that and show that, and that's not something they thought up on Tuesday lunchtime, that's something that clearly was in the back of their heads about how she was gonna come out and say that and do that, and that combats National's idea that Labor's tired and negative and angry, you know, Jacinda's there looking fresh. Even if they've got rid of the fresh approach slogan, she's looking fresh and looking positive. I
0: thought the, the thing was too, she, you know, it was all very well putting her in there, and we've seen her out, and everyone knew that she had the star factor and the X factor and all the rest of the stuff. But that moment where she stood up in that press conference, she absolutely nailed that. I mean, I know people have said, oh, there's cheerleading, and, you know, Brownlee gave Patty the the, 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 the pom poms, but the fact of the matter was she nailed that press
3: She was on fire, she really was. Um, it was a hell of a performance. And I mean, we have all seen Jacinda turn it on in speeches. And since she won Mount Albert, she's really up to her game. Um, since she became deputy, she's done a lot of speeches. And she is very impressive. She's got a very warm way about her. But there was something very key-esque about her in mm. that press conference. And particularly, obviously, Brand Jacinda, uh, she's very good, she's positive like he is. But the one thing that I really noticed is the deflecting the questions. I mean, lots yep. of zingers. She's very good at it. But she just battered away those awkward questions. The thing is, great press conference, but they're still on 24%, and she can only do that deflecting for so long. She'll get 72 hours to weigh up her options, change some of those policies but it's going to be really interesting. She will have to face some on. tough questions. I think as part of all this,
1: though, as part of her image and getting out there, I thought it was interesting. She turned up to the backbenchers' show, for instance. You know, she knows what she's doing. She's getting some good advice to sort of pop up out of the blue and turn up there uh, for, to be seen at the yeah. crowd and to Confident, be seen on the confidence. show. Just to walk into the pub like that and say, hey, I'm here, you she's know. Comfortable that's comfortable in those social situations. Yeah. I'm not
0: sure Andrew Little always was. I'm oh, not sure that was the strength at all. Of at all. Like, no. he just didn't. He always felt in rooms and, and, and big conferences and things that he never felt like he was comfortable in his own yeah. skin. And
3: that wasn't that was that wasn't his strength at all. But but I think what it's is crucial it? you
0: mentioned key, keyisms. I think that's fascinating because it's almost like if you remember when John Key was back in 2008, he learned from Helen Clark. Like he'd picked up the things that she saw that worked. And there's a tendency to think, oh, I'm just in just a bit of a uh, copying Helen Clark but you, as you point out it's more about she's watched Key isn't she?
3: She has and I don't know I mean to me it's very exciting but I actually find all this very depressing because Labour hasn't changed overnight the message might have changed, the brand might have policies changed, haven't changed, policies Not haven't yet. changed, the personnel haven't changed and what does that say about politics now that it just takes someone with a bit of charisma to turn around the fortunes of a party. Come on
0: it has always taken someone and with charisma in politics that has always been a part of it since the beginning of time. Isn't
3: but it? but to, to make that much of a difference overnight. What does that say? What does that say? Because Labour's policies, perhaps they weren't resonating because Andrew Little couldn't couldn't, um, present them well Mm -hmm. enough, but I think it's very unfair, as National have been saying, to, to say that they haven't got new ideas and fresh ideas. Their policy platform isn't bad. They've got a lot to say. And National, in fact, has taken on some of
1: Labor's policies around building houses. Yep, ab- They've yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of things. that In the areas where they have been weak on, National has actually picked up some of Labor's policies. And what the issue is, and I think what Andrea is getting at here, though, is that... Labour and people on the left have been desperate for someone to mm. revitalise the left, to give them some energy and to make them feel like they've got something to vote for and something to fight for. They've been frustrated by National, by how popular National is, mm. by the fact that they see that National is failing in a number of areas around housing and health. But National and crowds
0: health. out the middle, right? And, made, the Nation, and, National, yeah. and
1: National managed to get those voters and get those people in and, and Jacinda and National's now, budget
0: well, was, you know, delved into left-wing territory. It, it's made it very hard for Labour. Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
3: I, I, and there I, is the whole issue about. I mean, across the world, across the Western world, the left is in crisis. We've seen we've seen a little bit of the Corbyn effect, Corbyn mm-hmm. mania, um, lift the fortunes of the left. But you know, for for the last six, seven years, people have been wondering what the future of the left is. What what you know do we need more progressive parties? And and is there? I mean, Labour such a, an institution now. It's been around. Labour in New Zealand's been around for a hundred years. Um, is it time that we had a new party? Is, 100 but years that was what was happening
0: with polls at 23 24 percent. Absolutely, it? people were starting to go, oh, and they were, and those votes were splitting off and going to New Zealand First and the Greens, maybe even a little bit going to top. The question now is, well, while Jacinda might not be able to perhaps you know steal votes off National necessarily that solid forty five <coughs> block there, but is she going to pull those voters back home from from New Zealand First and the Greens?
3: I think National should be worried, not for their own voters, but I think the Maury Party and Peter Dunn. So you think in that O'Hario electorate, Peter Dunn is st- hanging on by a thread. Jacinda spends a lot of time in that electorate. Greg O'Connor will take that off him, no problem. Um, and then the Maury Party, yeah, well, the Maury Party clearly recognized the threat here. The Maury Party could be finished, you know? Yeah. If Tammany Coffey can if beat Tiora Flavel in, uh, in his seat. And, um, you know. Jacinda only needs to be
1: spending a bit of time in Waiariki mm-hmm. with Tamati Coffee. Can you imagine those two out there with that star appeal, out there talking to people? Absolutely. Clearly. The,
0: the impact of putting <coughs> Calvin Davis at deputy for, for Māori voters and, and the, uh, the symbolism, because that is Labour clearly saying they're backing this guy, they rate him, they think he's great. That's huge for the for, for Maori voters. Well,
3: it's about time that they recognise the importance yeah. of the Maori seats. I mean, th- so many of the Maori seats were taken by Labour in the last election, and the Maori caucus did feel like they were, you know, a bit ignored that they weren't given enough recognition. So this is this is definitely a sign of that. It's a it's a gesture. Um, and and Kelvin is a good performer. I mean, you know, he cracks a joke. He's got he's very forceful. He knows his area as well, and he you know he presents brilliantly. And he's very popular up north. Mm.
0: I want to come back to the issue of. About about labor and about digging deeper into you know the Jacinda effect and, and whether this really does change labor. We heard Bill English all week, haven't we, saying it's, oh, labor's labor. they're still the same.
3: Oh, he's been but, terrible. But this,
0: she has got an opportunity to be different because she's got a clean slate. She could do a couple of. Policies that are different, that are new. And she, that's could what she'll be about right she could push
1: things through right now. She'll be trying left, to come say, up with something. something like yeah. that. Oh, she's trying can. to come up with something that is Jacinda's policy. They don't mm. have much money. They don't have much room to move because they can't go out of those fiscal restraint. Well, states. I reckon they, they, they could. Her- they could
0: raise the top tax rate and give themselves a little bit of money. So people over 150 grand, it sends a strong signal to, um, I guess, the left that she's left wing. That, that, you know, they believe in that progressive, you know, making, I guess, wealthier people pay a little bit more. It wouldn't affect the vast bulk of taxpayers, and then they get more money to do something else.
3: And don't forget that a very strong uh, ally of Jacinda's is Grant Robertson, who's drawn up this fiscal plan. He's the guy, essentially, yep. in he charge knows of the money. where the money, the money is. <laughs> and so, yeah, so he can easily make it easy for her. But I think that, you know, she's already had to deflect questions about where she sits on the market economy. Yep. She taught, calls herself a democratic socialist, but she can't scare the horses on this because no. New Zealand elections are essentially one in the centre. And Andrew Little tried this and failed miserably. He couldn't understand what the centre was. Um, so to win this election, she can't go too far to the left. So there, there will be a policy, the student loans or, you know, as you say top tax rep but it won't she she's not going to do a jeremy corbyn suddenly no, because that, no, that's she can't, not going to work she can't
0: um as some on the left might want rip out the fundamentals of neoliberalism or <laughs> you want to call it you know or something something like that she can't do something that's going to really rattle those pillars i don't think in this campaign is i think you're right it would scare people particularly when you think of the housing market when you think of so i think she would want to steer clear of the housing market frankly in terms of um just because it's just such a solid area of vote for National,
3: mm-hmm. absolutely. And the economy is still Bill English's strength. And elections in New Zealand are four and one on the economy. And so she's got a big job of her ahead of her to convince people not only in her performance, but also whether Labour can manage the economy and not, you know,
0: yeah. we're onto because, a good absolutely- thing with the
3: economy that we don't, you know, voters don't. We're growing
0: three percent. Unemployment's coming down, and it's like when people go into that polling booth and they sit there and they've got to make that decision and they're weighing these things, they might like Jacinda a lot. They like her a lot, they're excited about it. And then they're thinking, oh, my job, my, my mortgage, I'm stressed financially, can I risk it? And that's what Nestle's going to work on, isn't it? That's where yeah, they're absolutely. going to work really absolutely. hard. Absolutely,
3: And it's their it's their area. They've got Stephen Joyce. They've got Bill English. You know, they're, they're very strong on that. So she's got a she's got a big road ahead of her. And again, Grant Robertson, he is the guy that has the he controls the money or the you know the future money. But he also is untested in that area.
2: Labour's always believed in our ability to.
3: Labour now pressing pause on its election it's campaign time video. For a fresh approach. Ditching its slogan. Fresh approach is gone. And overhauling the entire campaign strategy. What we'll be doing on the road, uh, what the vibe of the campaign will be. But worries about how to pay for the reboot are also on hold. 24 hours after sending out this email begging for donations a quarter of a million dollars in donations and pledges flooded in.
0: At one point we're getting almost $700 a minute come in.
3: And offers of help from 1,000 new volunteers.
0: I've never seen anything like this in terms of the money, in terms of the volunteers.
3: That'll all soon be put to work. Up to 5,000 billboards like this, costing $70 each, will be replaced. Just
4: logistically printing, um, dispatching, getting them up, um, it is going to take a bit of time. I think it could be a couple of weeks.
3: Another thing on hold today, a planned first meeting with the Greens. Labour cancelled it and Jacinda Ardern says that people will notice her campaign will focus on Labour's policies and ideas. National is dismissing Jacinda Mania.
2: All she's done so far is say that she won't be interested in a fresh approach. is are
0: part of that test but by no means
2: all of it.
4: Bill should be worried, he's definitely going to look old and stale next to Jacinda Ardern in those TV debates.
3: But this political marketing expert is tempering expectations. The biggest weakness of Labour is they aren't seems capable of delivering their promises. And changing leader can make them seem even less
4: capable of good political management and being able to run government. Just 24 hours can feel like a very long time in politics too. Imagine then what can be done, what can be changed, what can be achieved in just over 50 days Mr. Speaker, the challenge
3: issued to labor supporters and Mr. critics Speaker, alike not
4: come into polit-
0: all right let's pick up with the greens I, I, let's just go back a little bit because they had the most incredible couple of weeks with the terea and her admission it electrified politics didn't it really mm. they had haters they had lovers and then they get their bounce at 15 percent and then now It feels like that was a very long time ago. What did they do?
1: And that bounce they get's going to, they're going to lose that now. Mm -hmm. You have to think that some of those votes, that extra 2 or 3% that they got is going to go back to Labour now. And the Greens
3: will be thinking very hard about what they're going to do. And Andrea, in in your track,
0: as you pointed out yesterday, sort of, Jacinda's gonna take a different approach.
3: I don't, I think all is not well with that partnership. There have been tensions over that MOA for, MOU sorry, for a long time um, since it's been signed. There have been bubbling under and they put a brave face on it, everything's okay, we're great friends, fronting up to conferences, that kind of thing. But Jacinda cancelling that meeting yesterday, I thought that that was a real sign. They, she didn't want to be seen with the Greens on the camera, doesn't need to be there, does she? she d- and she, d- she, doesn't need to be. But then, where does that leave the MOU? I think the Greens were already nervous that it was gone after the election, and I think there's a very well.
0: I think they killed the the Greens killed the MOU with their strategy over the last three. But weeks. what were they Thank supposed you- to
3: do? I mean, they need to grow their own vote. Yes. So what are they? They can't defer to Labour. Labour were tanking. I mean, they were dire. So they decided, well, we need to raise our own fortunes. We need to go out on our own and make a splash. And that, they did that. And that's and it's fair, created enough. That's fair enough.
0: But it, but gave it, it also created a perception that like they'd given that Labour was a lost cause to them. That was the underlying message. That and it, it was. was and it well, can't then, be necessary, it wasn't their fault they did that. But, but Labour
1: it. MPs were furious about it. They're furious at the Greens. They felt betrayed by them for doing that. And, and that's they felt the- they'd let that whole team, that image they've spent, what, six months this mm. year or longer, longer, longer now, trying to but, trying to show
3: that, and now they've just thrown it out. That's the that have been the tensions all along because every time the Labour do something stupid or failed in the polls, the Greens felt a similar sense of frustration. They were frustrated by the lack of organisation from the Labour Party, uh, the not clear lines of communications on strategy and just, you know, basically the mess that Labour were making of the, the election but, campaign. The real
0: issue here, is, though, is that Materia, in doing what she did, it, it was the stake in the ground that said... We are a party of social justice, and we're going to own that issue. And if Labor's not going to go there, we're going to do it. And mm-hmm. they and that that was the real game changer, wasn't it? That, that they said. That- This idea that they were going to be oh we're just an environment party they went no 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 we are one hundred percent social justice
1: and their problem now is that Jacinda's very big on those inequality social justice issues so she's going to pick up some of those people who've been very worried about the direction that Labor's been heading in and forgetting about some of those issues they're now going to say oh maybe Jacinda can maybe Jacinda can do it no she she? didn't and she was in that press conference that first press conference she was very clear to say I'm campaigning for Labor Mm. I'm looking for votes for Labor.
3: I wonder, though, is this a question of us not listening to the Greens? They have been saying this all along to us, that they are still a party of social issues and social justice, that they're not going to do what everyone wants and just stick to the Green issues because that's convenient for everyone, and they're going to do a deal with mm-hmm. National because that's convenient. That's not who the Green Party are. No, so I think I think maybe they felt like they had to put a stake in the ground, and they had to say, this is who we are. We are a party of the environment, but we're also a party that stands up for um, the, the disadvantaged in society. And I think maybe be just the commentary weren't listening or wanted the greens to be it would be more convenient for everyone if the greens would do a deal with national you know that would that would prevent well, it, would take win- out Winston. Take them. it takes yeah. up exactly and it was, it was just a neat solution to the Winston problem and they're just saying hey actually this is the greens this is what you get and you know we them a bump sure I enough.
1: also think people underestimated what materia was doing there that what the Greens were aiming for, and that that's what they were doing. They're showing we are still a party of social justice, and a lot of people criticised materia for breaking the law and for coming forward about it. They didn't realise she knew what she was doing. She wanted to do that, and they were hoping they were taking the gamble, but they were. You've got to say she held up very well a
0: very trying circumstances. I mean, she took the gamble and she held the line pretty well for two weeks. That was tough. That tough for anybody to be she in that did. situation. Beat the whole country talking about it like that.
3: I uh, wish well it. Sh- um, I think she was given a strength by the. If- the stories that she she focused on in her speech at that conference she talked about two particular cases and in particular the case of one woman who had committed suicide who find herself in a position not not dissimilar to what Materia had 25 years ago she was very moved by that and she felt that like it was her responsibility yep. she then also drew strength from the support I mean the Greens have been inundated with messages from people this hashtag I, I am Materia and um, they've had Th- up to a thousand letters from people sharing their experiences, and I think that just gave her extra resolve and kept her going through all the nasty comments. Oh, there
0: plenty of other people who didn't like it. Hey, mm. let's let's talk about Winston because it's funny he hasn't really cropped up much. We and, haven't mentioned him and, once. <laughs> but that's that's, the, that's his greatest fear. Ox- he needs oxygen, political yeah. oxygen. He is being starved of it. He's throwing stuff up in the house, having trying to get you know scandals and things going. Mm he must be worried because he needs that oxygen. Well, he-
1: if though, and if those extra votes that went, we saw in the polls, that went to New Zealand first, if, if Labor clause some of those votes back, well, he's, he isn't the, he isn't necessarily the kingmaker that he hopes himself to be. Particularly if, for instance, you could end up in a situation with Labour, Greens and the Māori Party. The, the Māori Party are... He's got
0: competition now because Top is going to go for that role. Yeah, they're gonna, they're their so only you've options, got, kingmaker.
1: Yeah, and so you've got you've got some options that might, there's a slight possibility, might not involve.
0: Peacemaker, I'm told. Winston they're going to call themselves peacemakers as opposed to the Although peacemaker. they'll, fold
1: it, they'll, fold, they'll fold the tent, though, if the Labour take on oh, the policies. Oh, that's rubbish. I mean, <laughs> You
0: see, so <laughs> what? Labour's going to pick up the means testing of endurance <laughs> yeah. policy? I don't <laughs> think so. It's very. It I thought
3: high. it was. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah. Winston. Um. Winston, as you say, will be worried because let's be honest, he's had a lot of media attention in the last six months because there is the King Week issue, but also he's been the only charismatic. Person in town. He's really the only person that's taken the government to task. Andrew Little hasn't been doing it successfully. And so he is the go to person with the microphones, you know, because yeah, you know is. you'll get a great sound bite from yep. him. And he courts that, and now he's being crowded out. It's he it's yeah. Like it. and the game has changed. It has. And, and that, that charismatic
1: leader thing, well, We've all, we all know what it's like being on a campaign trail following John Key around with him being inundated mm-hmm. and mobbed, selfie, screaming woman. Do you know who's going to get that now? It's going to be Jacinda. It is. You can guarantee that when you're in St Luke's Mall that people are going to be flocking to talk to her just like they were for John Key. And
0: she's comfortable with it. Bill, Bill English, he's done a campaign before. It wasn't a good one. <laughs> um, he's OK, actually. with he, 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 he relates pretty well, particularly to young people. I've seen him on Waitangi Day and um, he likes kids, he, 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 can, can, he can, in a funny kind of sort of leaning on the fence post sort mm. of way, He's quite comfortable in crowds, and he's
3: great with kids. Yeah. I um watched when we were all waiting around for the caucus meeting to finish the other morning. Um, he had his own caucus meeting, and there was a group of schoolchildren waiting. Yeah. Um, to see him, and it was it was very cute. He came out, and he he spent a long time with them, and he was you could tell that he was energized by it in a way. It almost seemed to flick a switch, and it gave him a little bit of a boost, and so. I think we're going to see that on the campaign trail. There'll be a switch that flicks and we'll turn it and on. And
0: this, I've been thinking about this in terms of you know, if you were if you were now Bill English's strategist and he's going into these debates against the the so-called X Factor rock star Jacinda Ardern, he has got to get back to that person we saw a brief flash of in his opening speech after he became prime minister, and he talked about having an English literature degree and he read mm-hmm. out a poem. He showed a side of himself. From He's got to. He's got to. Yes, he's got to be the stable, steady guy. We know that. They take that for granted. He's got to also show a little bit more of that other side of him. I think not too much.
3: Not, not too much. Not more spaghetti pizza. But he can't. No. Well, that, that was pies. manufactured. Yeah. You know, that and felt, that's the danger. That felt
0: like you know, yeah. do something. When he stood up in that speech after he became prime minister, he, he read a poem. You know, he talked about the fact that he had done an English literature. He addressed the issues about his um, moral conservatism. You know, he he assured New Zealanders that he wasn't going to go out there and suddenly change. You know, on moral issues and stuff. He's got to get back to that place, I think, during this campaign as well. He not need
3: to worry too much about it because he does have Paula Bennett, his charismatic offsider. So that load, if you like, can be shared a little bit by her. He doesn't need to fake it too much.
1: And we can't underestimate how strong he is on policy, mm. uh, I was he, he was in South Canterbury last week and I saw him talking to factory workers in a business audience and he can be asked any question and talk at that level to people about those issues that matter to him and even when he was getting a really hard time on issues ranging from minimum wage to youth unemployment to dirty streams and rivers, he could answer the questions to people, give people and, and give answers. them and yep. give them what they wanted to hear, whether they liked yep. it or not. And I think
3: he'll if people are wanting to talk up. policy and wanting up. to
1: talk issues, he can do that. And in that
3: up. situation, his advisors uh, have said to me that he enjoys being challenged. He likes and when he's talking to NGOs, he likes them to challenge him and for them to come with, to him with ideas. Mm-hmm. So he's he sort of thrives on that challenge yep. rather than shies I away think, from I it. I think
0: he yeah he know he'll know deep down he's got a he's got a lift, and I think he will. I think it all he, he will go pretty strong. Right, let's go back in time a little bit because this isn't the first time we've seen a leader change quite quickly before a campaign. We'll go back to what, 1990? I oh, was sixteen at the time. Don't know about you guys are one, mate. mate, 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 mate. <laughs> uh we had we had Mike Moore taking over from Geoffrey Palmer. Extraordinary situation. Let's have a listen. I've told the Labor Party caucus today that I am standing down from the leadership of the Labour Party and from the Prime Minister shift.
2: At lunchtime today, it was confirmed. The country had its third Labour Prime Minister in just over a year. With eight weeks to the election, Mike Moore, the 41-year-old member for Christchurch North, finally has the job he's always wanted. The caucus asked me to be their leader. As a result of that, I will be the Prime Minister. The government tried to start the day with business as usual, but rumours of Mr Palmer's planned resignation quickly swept the beehive. I'd
0: like to be less harassed than I am at the moment.
2: And when Labour MPs gathered for caucus, Mr Palmer made it official.
0: The need for a feeling of unity is paramount at this time, and that feeling of unity will have been restored by my decision.
2: As for Mike Moore, the day was his. It's no secret that I've wanted to lead the Labour Party. He had no time for questions. Within minutes of Geoffrey Palmer handing his resignation to the Governor-General, Mike Moore's dreams came true, and he was sworn in as Prime Minister. Ray Lamb, One Network News.
0: Right, Andrea's just nipped out. We have uh, still a working day today. This is not let up this, this week. This place
1: needs a start. Um,
0: fascinating to watch that. You know, where we are right now, too, for people who are watching this, uh, is in the Beehive Theatre. This is a blast from the past, from that era that we've just witnessed. This is the Beehive Theatre studio right next to the Beehive Theatre where Mike Moore was taken over as Prime Minister. Uh,
1: and you have to say, history really does repeat itself. It you look it? at that and you think, <laughs> this, this could have been Tuesday almost, aside from the fact that the government, the talk of changing Labour leaders within yep. a year, within such a short period of time, the fact that they started the day trying to get on with business as usual, and all of a sudden things just flip on their head. It really is. And eight weeks out as well. He got
0: them close, didn't he? He got them close in nineteen ninety. He was. It was seen that he had done pretty well. Pretty much neck and neck, actually. Yeah. There was only one or two in it in the end. So, you know, uh, new leaders can energise parties. It's. It's not impossible. Um, and but Bob Hawke did it in Australia
1: away. and took took Labour to eight years of government, eight years, I think, uh, uh, and uh, well, he took over about nine weeks out as well. So, you know, it has happened before, and Bob Hawke was a very popular Prime Minister in Australia. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess with the MMPs, the big factor in all of this, um, you know, what we haven't talked much about, and maybe we can do that next week, is sort of. How would how would a coalition arrangement work? You know, with if Jacinda Ardern, for example, won and then had to deal with Winston. Jacinda,
1: Peaches. Winston, and Materia and James Shaw. Is you just think you that? just can't. It's very difficult uh, image to to comprehend. All right,
0: we'll get there. We've got plenty of time for that. Do join us next week. This is uh, Inside Parliament, the weekly TV uh, NZ uh, Gallery Team podcast. You can catch us on One News Have a great day.